Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. And welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you on a journey into the crucible for a weekly or fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and of course, the excitement of Discovery. I'm Ed Pocock, and today I am joined by the man who has uncovered potentially the oldest, you could even say, prehistoric secret on the crucible zach armstrong zach do tell us about your uncovering of brad andre's secrets oh <laughs> well ed i'm just glad that such an important researcher like me could make the time to be on this humble little podcast <laughs> and what can i say um like any good academic um you're giving me a little uh too much credit for somebody else's work i just read somebody else's data and made a joke about it on twitter <laughs> so shout out <laughs> shout out to uh keyford fan timothy sykes uh check out keyforgestats.com timothy put together a keyforge deck name analysis listing all the words exclusive to certain houses um and because i just consume all possible keyforge content that i can find online i started scrolling through his lovely data set um and what did i find in this lovely data set but in w saurian one of the exclusive words to saurian that has never appeared in a non-Saurian deck is Ornithologist, and I did a quick Google to make sure Ornithologist really is the study of birds and not the study of bugs, which I thought it could be, and so I made a joke about it on Twitter saying, hey, uh, hey Brad, haha, we see you, you put Ornithology in Saurian, your favorite house, and you love birds. Uh, Bur uh, Brad is an avid bird watcher and loves how Saurian, um, and uh, it was um, Brad's first tweet in months was uh replying to my little joke and so um i know it's just you know our little niche our, our niche hobby here brad <laughs> our our little our niche our little niche um celebrity and i just it was a fun little moment to, as brad came out of twitter hibernation now that he's working happily at mondo games and we wish him all the best over there so go go buy a copy of uh, unmatched it's a great game absolutely i've never played unmatched actually me neither uh, i'm just got... going on internet no. recommendations <laughs> <laughs> well i think there's there's one for us uh, maybe as we explore the latter half of 2020 uh, to pick up a copy of unmatched and, and have a play i've heard interesting things and i really do like those games where you have different factions that feel completely different to play like keyforge i suppose uh, yes um, yes indeed <laughs> someone should start a podcast about it <laughs> Yes, more Keyforge podcasts, please. We've been we've been we've been losing them over the past year. We need more. Yeah, we do, we do certainly. All 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 future Keyforge podcasts, very very welcome indeed. So, Zach, what will we be talking about today? 
Well, and today we have a motley episode of all sorts uh, scrapped together from various topics. And the first thing we're going to be diving into today is a bit of a deck discovery episode. And um, some of our Patreons, uh, at a certain level and above, you can send in a deck and then we talk about it, look at your thoughts, give our own thoughts on it, get excited about it with you. You send it in and, and we go over it. And we have one of those decks today. We have one of those Ooh. decks today. We do indeed. Who sent this one in, Ed? This deck is from Race Clart, otherwise known as Liam, I believe. Um, so, uh, yes, indeed, we have a deck named I Can't Pronounce This. Da -da 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 -da. So, Zach, since you've practiced, uh, since you've practiced naming this deck, can you uh, can you tell us what it's called, please? <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. This deck's name is Scalarian Spawn of Utzion. It's a Call of the Archons deck, so from the first set with Brabnar, Sanctum, and Shadows. Wonderful, wonderful. And as our listeners know, every good deck always has a good story behind it. And this is Liam's story. He was listening to another podcast, Shock Horror, in 2019. And they were talking about a combo they liked. This is Bouncing Death Quark podcast, May They Rest in Peace, um, sadly. But if any of you are newer, newer players of Keyforge, um, definitely recommend going back and listening to some of those Bouncing Death Quark podcasts because they give a really good understanding of the kind of meat and potatoes of the game, the, uh, the, 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 the ways in which you can look at the game to become a better player. So it's definitely good legacy content to be listening to and is still relevant, I think, even today. Would you agree, Max? Max, would you agree, Zach? <laughs> Uh, yes, I would agree. I would agree. They're uh, they're quality content, certainly. Uh, my only my only regret that the, they um, decided to to stop recording um, instead of trailing off, which is you know a, a great way to do it. Uh, my only my only regret is that they weren't around to analyze uh, Worlds Collide with us. I would love to see them dive into the new archetypes nowadays, but uh, they are a great. Uh, primer for thinking about the game and their their thought structure around main support and burst houses in a deck i think still holds up a few sets forward so very much worth listening to and the combo that that was mentioned here was the combo between numquid the fair and the glorious few so just to look at those cards uh numquid the fair is a rare uh call of the archons card um, it's a creature. It's got three power. It's a, it's a house sanctum card, and it says play destroy an enemy creature. Repeat this card's effect if your opponent still controls more creatures than you. And the glorious glorious few, of course, is a sanctum action card that says play for each creature your opponent controls in excess of you, gain one amber. Yeah, so those cards obviously play really nicely together. If you play the Glorious Few and you are behind on creatures, you get an Amber for each creature you're short, and then jump right into Numquid because then you get to even out the board. It's a, it's a pretty fun combo, and it's not the only awesome two-card combo that uh, Scalarian Spawn of Utzion has here. Indeed, no, but it was the combo that 
got Liam excited about looking for decks with said combo and um, found one on, I believe, Rachel Trimble's website. Um, I, I, I believe the website is no longer live, but um, back in the day, there were loads of Call of the Archons decks that, that you could see and buy after, you know, you, you know what you're buying, essentially. So you see the cards in the deck. So um, a bit of a, a bit of a, a look through a library and finding this book, I think that you think is going to be a great read. I would, I would liken it to. So, so Zach, what about this deck instantly jumps out to you? Well, the first thing I noticed, mostly because of the emotional damage this card has done to me, is pile of skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like seeing it's like seeing uh, an ex after a nasty breakup. Not really. It's a very powerful card. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's been around in a couple sets. It's an artifact that says each time an enemy creature is destroyed during your turn, a friendly creature captures one amber. So what is great about this artifact is it is always on. You don't have to wait until it's ready to get the effect so you can drop it and use it. And it also operates during any of your future turns. You don't have to call Brobnar. And it's not even creatures that were destroyed in a fight. It's just as long as the creature d is destroyed somehow, you get to capture an amber onto any of your creatures. And this deck has an awful lot of ways to take advantage of that. I mean, Numquid the Fair could capture an insane amount of amber if your opponent is behead on board. Uh, there is Cannon, the artifact that is just action deal two damage to a creature. So you just get to take a creature off the board, a tiny one at least, and then capture an amber. Um, there's just, there's so many ways to trigger pile of skulls and a lot of other um a lot of other tricks on top of that so it's um this deck this deck looks like a lot of fun this deck looks like a lot of fun yeah yeah indeed indeed and we know how efficient that brobnar can be from call of the archons when you get a good lineup and we see here all the usual suspects as well with a, a you know one of my favorite cards is rock hurtling giant actually just because it's mm -hmm. so fun and oh, this yes. is a rare card that is six power uh, enough to stick around i'd say and it says during your turn each time you discard a brobnar card from your hand you may deal four damage to a creature. And Ed, the, the, actually, the thing I love about this deck as a Call of the Archons deck is there are three hidden stash in here, which mm. is a Shadows action, uncommon. You get a pip for it, and it says play Archive a card, which is pretty straightforward, but the more, the more I have played with old Call of the Archons decks that don't have a lot of Archive in Logos, which there wasn't a ton of in, in Call of the Archons Logos even, um... The, those decks, they can often be very powerful, but if they're not fast, they can feel clunky because you really have to hold on to your key cards for the matchup if, if you're in a bad matchup. And having three hidden stash means you're more than likely to see a hidden stash uh, early or mid-game at least when you have one or more cards that you want to put away for later, like that Glorious yeah. View or Numquid. Uh, War Song, the action that lets you gain an amber each time a friendly creature fights. Uh, cleansing Wave. There's just a lot of good archiving targets in this deck. And it's, um, mm. I think it's kind of the secret sauce that will let Scalarian Spawn of Uzion go toe to toe with uh, like Worlds Collides deck and the like.
Interesting. And looking looking at uh, decks of Keyforge here, it's suggesting that the win percentage for Hidden Stash in Call of the Archons decks is higher than the win percentage for Miasma in Call of the Archons decks, which wow. is just, I think, a, a comparison that kind of underlines your point there. It's one of those cards that maybe flies under the radar a bit, or but, you know, we do know now how strong that value of, you know, archiving a card, you know, that's that's real hand management and in shadows with, with an amber pit as you know as you like um essentially getting to uh getting to the next time you turn over your deck and and uh and get your hidden stashes all over again it seems to be you know extremely good value and, and with three three of them in this deck that's that's brilliant you could conceivably kind of get through your whole hand in a turn which is um which is great Yes, yes, I, I agree. This deck looks like a lot of fun, and there are there are a lot of outs for uh, for uh, race cart to to play to here, and uh, honorable mention of the Snecklifter, that that nasty creature that's just play take control of an enemy artifact while under your control. If it does not belong to one of your three houses, it is considered to be of house shadows. There, and Snecklifter loves to steal Worlds Collide artifacts because there's so many good ones so many good ones transporter platform oh, yeah. is is just the best <laughs> and and rumor has it that uh this is still going to be the case for mass mutations as well with more future powerful artifacts for snecklifter to uh to uh to, to snecklift out of people yeah to <laughs> snecklift I was, I was trying to think of a, a similar word preferably with alliteration but they've, they've got the perfect one on there Oh yeah, um, yeah, to swindle them out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that should be a shadows card too, right? I <laughs> know <laughs> we might have to borrow that from from uh, another house. <laughs> uh, but it's it's interesting. I'm looking at the shadows lineup here right now, and I think one thing that gets leveled at Call of the Archons decks quite frequently is that they are easy to play and you just play cards out of your hand. And, you know, whilst that might certainly be true for a lot of untamed cards, I'm just, you know, thinking about the value of understanding Keyfortune, knowing when to play that Miasma, for example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, would you, for instance, hidden stash a Miasma? Under what circumstances would you put a card from the house that you're already playing in your archive sure. when you when you could when you could see more cards from your deck? Um so I think there's some really interesting decisions to be made with this deck. And I think that um Liam will have had fun probably getting to know some of those borderline decisions that, you know, even good Keyforge players would struggle with when, you know, a deck is relatively new to them. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I'm thinking, you know, when um, I'm even looking at this deck list in that question of when would you, you know, put away that miasma as well, what out would you be playing to? You either getting yourself an extra turn or you're setting up uh, there's a Lomir Flamefist in this deck who's got play mm. if your opponent has seven amber or more they lose two along with a war drummer that returns all friendly Brabnar creatures to hand so you could miasma them wait for them to go up hit them with a double flame fist there's um you know just capture an insane amount of amber with pile of skulls there's there's uh, there's just so many possibilities with this call of the archons deck uh more than more than usual which is which is a lot of fun yeah yeah absolutely and uh of course follow the leader and warsong are a very very fun combo indeed um particularly when the turn before you have used numquid the fair to uh really trim out your opponent's battle line and, and keep your own intact mm -hmm. yes 
yeah this deck is really set up to do that um that board state swing where you take out their creatures keep your own make them lose amber and gain yourself amber like just increasing increasing in the entirety of your board state and decreasing all of theirs it's uh yeah it's got some fun possibilities especially with poison wave uh dealing two damage to all creatures you could really <laughs> you could really uh take out a lot of lower power or damage enemy creatures and just get a whole lot of amber capture off of that which is fun definitely and you know we've got sanctum and brobnar in here which in call of the archons are the 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 houses with the highest power for for creatures so if your opponent's fielding smaller creatures and there's so many deal two damage uh, uh elements in here you know you you've got that board essentially control guaranteed and you know i think it's testament to keyforge really that yeah, the house that Liam, the the deck that Liam chose to to send over to us, has Brobnar and Sanctum in it, which he professes are his two least favorite houses in Keyforge, and yet he loves the deck. And uh, I mean, clearly, if anyone is looking at the the uh, decks of Keyforge link, which is below in the podcast notes, uh, the deck's done pretty well in com- competitive uh, right. tournaments yeah. with a thirteen to three record. Which is uh, no mean feat. It's impressive. Um, so, and, and and also, you know, Liam Liam mentions that the deck might at first look seem pretty unassuming. It doesn't have any of those, you know, instant cards that you know. Well, maybe it does. It's got a few of them, but it doesn't look like a an absolute world beater. But uh, you know, if you know what you're doing and you can use some of these combos um, and you can use all of the ingredients that the deck presents to good effect, then I'm sure it can be as uh, as amazing as a uh, Italian pizza um, when, you know, using those ingredients by by a different hand might might not produce something quite so <laughs> quite so stunning. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's plenty of decks out there like this that um, might be a little more on the unassuming side, although the um, the SAS decorating system seems to have captured this one's this one a bit. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of decks that look about average, you know, like this, but really can just sing if you get to know it well. Um, I totally Absolutely. totally think so. If only there was a method of getting to know your deck better, Zach. Hmm. Really, Ed, Ed, hmm. in light, I've been searching all <laughs> over the internet. I haven't been looking at Cult of Discovery's pinned tweet at all. Well, tell me, <laughs> where, where can I find a process like that? Well, I don't think you can go CD-ROM with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, That goodness. was bad. I, and, I apologize. And, to uh, in America, listeners. we call those dad jokes. However, dear listener, I've just learned that um, we just imported them from Britain and rebranded them. So... <laughs> I know they're dad jokes over here as well, but you know it's just it's more universal than we would like to think. Oh, it's true. Um, it's true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, Zach, you've been paying more attention to mass mutations than I have. Um, some of our longtime listeners will know that I, heading into a new set, like to have the element of surprise and discovery. So I try and avoid as many spoilers as I possibly can. Although I have to admit, I peaked a few times this uh, for this set because of the length we've had to to wait, of course, for understandable reasons to get our hands on it. But um, Zach, how do you think this deck will deal with some of the, the threats lurking after Amber has mutated and mutants are roaming across the Crucible? 
Oh, oh, Ed, I'm going to have to give the cop-out answer here and say I would have to play it to find out. <laughs> um, the the, de the deck is strong. Um, Noomquid is great board control, and it's got plenty of creatures to stay on the board, so uh, I, I don't see... I don't currently see anything in Mass Mutation that would totally... Uh, totally take this deck out of uh, out of the running, but man, we just we just haven't played enough mass mutations decks. Um, I think I think it'll hold up just as well as uh, any other strong coded deck will. Um, and uh, we've Noomquid plenty of Rubnar creatures and um, some Amber control. Um, it should it should stand up well to to any new set uh, to any new set until they introduce some really wacky new mechanics. So. Um, I think I think it'll do just fine, and that is part of the beauty of Keyforge, is testing out your good decks against the new stuff and seeing if it stands up. Exactly, and you get that element of discovery over and over and over again uh, with familiar themes in new contexts, and uh, definitely there's a long tail of value in this game because of it, I think. Yeah, so I guess any closing thoughts on this deck, Zach? Uh, I don't want to play against it, so there's that. <laughs> Um, but I, I love it. I think it's a, a great choice for a deck for Rascal to spend a lot of time with. Uh, you know, we often, if you spend a lot of time, you know, just marinating in Keyforge, you see a lot of the, um, you know, in the days of Call of the Archons, we saw a lot of the Shadows Dis Untamed or Shadows Dis Logos. So I like seeing a Shadows House with the Archive Sanctum with special tools like Numquid the Fair and Armageddon Cloak. And then a Brobnar that is just perfectly tuned for Amber Control and Board Control. And some Amber Burst, too. It's just really fun when you can see a deck that actually... the It looks built. You know, it looks constructed. Yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah. all the parts are singing together. But the magic is that Rathclart found this and practiced with it to figure it out, those strengths. In you know? Indeed. Indeed. And, we, you know, we've spoken, we've spoken about this in the past that, you know, people discover decks in different ways. And... Yeah, for some people that looking through sites where the decks are revealed you can see the decks and finding interesting combos which other people might not spot and then sort of buying that deck uh, on the cheap and uh, um, you know finding ways of using those combos to do unexpected things is I think really where Keyforge has uh, a huge leg up over a lot of its competitors you know the, the fact that you can do that with Keyforge is, is quite simply something else it is it really is agreed well thank you very much to liam for sending that one in and uh, we will be in the future looking over some of our other patreons uh, decks in our deck discovery episodes although we've actually had quite a few patrons on the podcast recently with kate um uh, muffins talking about talking about organizing the community in lockdown uh, we spoke to sky jedi um, about coding in Keyforge, and we've also spoken to uh, G, otherwise known as Blinking Line, about his work on Archon Arcana. So, so yes, lots of our patrons have, have actually been making an appearance on the the podcast recently, and um, I'm sure this will continue in the future. I'm looking forward to it. Next, we wanted in our episode of all sorts to address some of the the things going on in the wider world and 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 to to, to look at this I, I i personally i think i have to go back to why i started this podcast you know and and there were many many reasons and one of them was to 
you know, have a bit of a break away from what was at the time a, a bit of an increasingly depressing news cycle. But I think I look at hobbies like Keyforge and they're certainly not in isolation. The community is not in isolation, but rather it is part of a, a wider community and it's really, really hard. It's impossible, in fact, to, to separate the issues that are important and are going on and affecting the wider community from those that are affecting hobby hobby communities such as that of Keyforge. Um, and these are truly unprecedented times we're living through. We are in the midst of a global pandemic and the recent murder of George Floyd has really, I think, laid bare the inequalities of opportunity and outcome that are really institutional, but also at an individual level. So we have an extremely global audience for the podcast, but despite all of this seemingly, I think, taking place in the US, just like the pandemic, it, it is also a global problem. And uh, the response, I think, you know, requires people like myself speaking about it in, in the UK and, and other parts of the world. Um, it's, I mean, for me personally, I've been trying to educate myself a little bit more. I've been doing some, some reading, I've been challenging myself, I've been challenging my biases, and I've been surprised at what I've found. And I think that this is, this is work that takes a long time and, and never ends for, will, will probably never end. Um, but I, I just wanted to say on the podcast that, you know, I am open to having conversations about this and I am open to listening and I want to listen more about this because I think it's through listening that um, a difference in time can be, be made and I hope can be made. Um, but yes, that's my piece anyway. <laughs> How about yourself, Zach? Sure, sure. Um, mine um, is pretty simple. Of course, you know, we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and the short version for me is... Do Black Lives Matter? Yes, obviously they they do. In the in the U.S., it's uh, there's been not there has not been equal treatment under law. Um, the average uh, all th other things being equal, a uh, black person's encounter with a police officer is likely to end much differently than a white person's encounter with a police officer. Um, all other things being equal. So um, that being said, uh, like Ed mentioned, um, if any of this like just has popped questions into your mind, just as you've seen this in the media, I'd encourage you to go online and just read from many different people. You're not going to agree with all of them. Some people will be suggesting major changes to society. Some people will be just going straight religious with it. Just go out there and, and read and, and, and learn and, and listen. Um, for me, uh, a great source of that for me for listening has been um, the hip hop artist KB. They're a Christian hip hop artist who I found through this who has really spoken to um, uh, just inequality and and how that inequality can be healed and, and dealt with so uh, that's that's all I've got to say on the topic uh, but yeah we just felt it's uh, too important to not say anything because being able to not say anything just means we're comfortable in the system and we wanted to be able to just say hey no like it, it does matter yeah yeah absolutely and yeah that's why we we're talking about it is because there's not really a safe space away from these issues and um, staying silent is 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 saying okay to the status quo and i don't think the status quo is okay so hopefully you know we we will see changes with 
with you know all of us putting in the work and those changes hopefully in the years to come on and sooner as soon as possible can filter down and we'll, we'll i'm sure see those changes and feel them you know in the keyforge community as well as in the wider communities uh, that we are part of so yes um thoughts are with everyone of course through what is a difficult time at the moment and uh, we are looking forward to with the release of mass mutations of course bringing you all a bit of joy um amidst um yeah a, a challenging year for i think most of us and and of course it's going to be a challenge for us to to get out and, and continue our lives as we we would have done you know this time last year getting to events i think they've they've announced now that chain bounds are going to be open again but um or or stores are going to be able to run chain bound events but of course we we would advise everyone to uh to take a real risk-based approach here and of course support local stores but you know keep yourselves and your families as safe as can be so with all that we we are looking forward to the release of mass mutation it's very different circumstances than i think uh all of us would have uh, would have wanted, of course, um, but it is what it is. And uh, what we can encourage you to do, listeners, during this time, with Mass Mutation coming out, the English release, at least, uh, support your local stores. They are the places where our communities can get together. And so if you're able to support them, uh, purchase things um, either online or in a socially distant manner, uh, in just a way that keeps people safe, uh, please do so, um, if you can spare it. As these are the spaces where we get to play these games and where we can implement um, these changes. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, diversity in Keyforge and how to make it a more welcoming space generally, and you know, changing systemic things, even if it's just the demographics of card games, is a behemoth task. And but that only happens if we're you know being intentional about it at uh, at our card game store level. So. Uh, this release, it's an exciting time, so, you know, take some time to enjoy Mass Mutation, uh, pop open some decks, and look for those awesome enhancements. That card, you know, I want to see those cards with five enhancements. Send them our way, because that's just so exciting and so fun. So, uh, this game, I think when we can take the time to, um, enjoy it, whether that's making a podcast about it, opening decks, uh, playing, playing for fun, or playing to get better, uh, there is... There is a, a lovely uh, a lovely tactile uh, tactile um, enjoyment to be had uh, in this game that's uh, different than a lot of others. So please take advantage of that uh, during the release of Mass Mutation. Support your local stores and reach out to your friends. Uh, support uh, the Crucible online monetarily if you can as they go to implement Mass Mutation uh, across the board for us. They've got some some ways to to figure out how to get those enhancements on there and they're working hard i've had the pleasure of you know chatting with sky jedi a bunch and cryogen who leads development more recently um and they're at least as passionate as ed and i are and put in plenty of time getting all this done so still plenty of ways to engage it's a lot different than usual but um uh, get out there and, and be good to each other and listen and learn and grow and love and um and i think we're going to be just fine and have plenty of keyforge to play Indeed, indeed. And as we launch into Mass Mutations, you will, of course, be hearing a lot more of Zach and myself getting excited about those new cards, those new opportunities, and of course, everything that can be discovered with Keyforge. So uh, stay tuned, I think, for, for all of that. Um, but for now, I think our message to you all is 
is more one of stay safe and um you know look after yourselves Thank you, listeners, so much for joining Ed and I today as we cover a variety of topics, Keyforge and otherwise. As usual, if you're enjoying this show, Call of Discovery, and you're willing and able to support us monetarily, our Patreon is linked below in the notes, where you can put your own weird and wonderful deck in the spotlight and have a say in the future of the podcast through our Patreon-only Discord. Let us know what you'd like to see more or less of in future shows. You can message us anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, or emailing us at discoverkeyforge at gmail.com. You can find us on all of those social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those at Call of Discovery. And of course, uh, please subscribe if you'd like to hear more and leave a review on your favorite podcast app that'll help other archons find the podcast easily. But most importantly, over all that, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please Help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? Discovery.